0: Hi, I'm Dr. Jen, and this is my little brother, Coach Doug. And we are
1: Mindful vibing. You want to know right now, what is your belief about the desires you have? What are the thoughts that you're thinking about the desires you have? Because if your thoughts, if your beliefs aren't in alignment with or support of the desire you have, it's going to be a long road. You know what I'm saying? A long road to hope.
0: Hello. Welcome back to Mindful Vibin' with Coach Doug. That's my brother, Jen Huberty. That's me. Um, so today, our episode is going to be about desires and beliefs. We've talked about emotional awareness. We've talked about some skills and strategies to, to gain more awareness. We've talked about a lot of things, actually. So we, we thought we would um, just address desires and beliefs today. Everybody has desires and everybody has their beliefs. So Doug is going to get us started with his um, wordsmithing and his <laughs> definitions And then we're going to have
1: some good conversation. Let's go, Doug. Wordsmithing. Okay. So (laughs) desires and beliefs, desires and beliefs. It's always a a very interesting uh, topic uh, because when you have a desire in life, you'd like to fulfill that desire, right? You'd like to manifest it, right? Um, But understanding how uh, you believe about the topic you desire That's an important thing. So understanding a relationship between a desire and belief is huge. Okay. So first things first, what is a desire, right? By definition, a desire is a strong feeling or wanting to have something or for something to happen. Okay. So for example, I want a million dollars. That's a desire, right? Me too. Okay, good. Good for you. Or (laughs) for something to happen. I want to get married right? That's in a desire. I'm I'm stating, I'm not saying these are mine. (laughs) I'm just stating two Uh, desires. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Million dollars. Get married. Please audience. This is not the Doug White needs to get married show. I do not have to get married. Don't let my sister. Okay. I haven't said
0: one word. I'm I'm staring
1: at you through this zoom screen and you're like, Oh, I bet he does. All right. Let's move on. Desires. Okay. Now a belief, a belief is acceptance that a statement is true or that something exists, something one accepts as true or real. Okay, even or, if it's not. Yeah, or you know, from from my time with with Abe, is the uh, a thought we just keep thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. But here's the I've deal. Got lots of those. Yeah, thought you keep thinking, but here's the deal, right? If you have a desire about something, right, but your belief, like you don't accept that it's true or that it can be real in your life, right? You got the desire. I want a million dollars, but your belief is I have zero clue how it's going to come. I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know who's going to come from, you know, all those things, right? Or
0: I can't get it. I'm not good enough.
1: Sure. Your belief is directly contradicting your desire. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a huge thing for everybody listening in to know. You got a desire. You're going to have a belief about that desire, whether you're aware of it or not. So the one of the main deals here starting this show before we get into our personal experiences is you want to know right now, what is your belief about the desires you have? What are the thoughts that you're thinking about the desires you have? Because if your thoughts, if your beliefs aren't in alignment with or support of the desire you have, it's going to be a long road. You know what I'm saying? A long road to hoe. Okay. So do you want to start with your personal experience and your experience with desires and beliefs around your topic that you wanted to discuss today? I mean, I can, I
0: mean, I can, I guess it would be, it would be something that, you know, obviously I have lots of desires, just like everybody else, but the, um, the thing I'm most, I'm most, um, confronted with on a daily basis is, you know, related to my work because I do that right 80% of my life. So I've always had a desire to, um, you know, be at a, be a certain level of a researcher, which in my world is if once you have national institutes of health funding, then, then you've made it, you've, you've made it to the big leagues, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I've, I had a desire to, to do that for a long time. It took me, God, I don't know, 10 years or more to get my first NIH grant. And then, um, I'm just now getting funded on my second one. I'm, 46 and i'm just now getting my second one and it's been years in fact the one i just got march 1st is uh it took me five or six rewrites so it's like four years of time okay so So my my desire is is to have yeah so my desire is to have the nih funding but my beliefs constantly around myself as a scientist, I don't even want to admit this, is that, you know, I'm not as good as all the other scientists, right? Like, I'm constantly thinking about how I need to be a better scientist. And instead of instead of thinking, wow, you do great at this, or you do great at this, or you're helping people, or whatever it is, I'm like, oh, I don't do this good enough. I don't do this good enough. What do they think about me? What do they think about me? Um, yeah, so... That that's, those are those are my beliefs. That my belief is that I'm not as good as the next guy or gal.
1: So my question for you though would be, in this journey of your career, and let's just go specific to the NIH grants, right? Mm-hmm. You, how how long of a block of time are we talking? What year did you go for your first NIH grant? Oh geez,
0: I don't know. We're talking a twenty year time
1: span. Okay, so. In those 20 years, right, do you feel you've just gone up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down with your beliefs around your desires and wanting of these NIH grants? Or can you see in the 20 years that there's been some sort of a steady climb in your vibration, in your beliefs, in your feeling place on the subject of NIH grant?
0: Well, I remember one year I was in Hawaii and I was in Maui and I was with the family. We were spending a week there and I got an NIH grant score that was not fundable. And I just started sobbing and I'm sitting there and we're in the middle of our vacation. That's all I'm focused on. And I, I sat there and I was like, okay, I could let this ruin my vacation or I can just let it go. I didn't get funded and move on. And I chose to do that at that time. So that was the first time I think that I've ever said, "Okay, you know, I got to let it go. Like, I can't just keep festering this. And so I would say that was the first time that I started to shift to where um, that's when that my belief system started to change a little bit because this last grant that I got a no on, I literally read the no. I told a couple people about it that were on the grant. And I was a little aggravated, but I was like, I I think I talked to you about it too. And I was all of a sudden, I was like, okay, wait a second. Like, I, this isn't my path. This has nothing to do with me being a good scientist or not. I'm just not supposed to have this grant. And then the very next one was the one I'm getting on March 1st, the one that I, that hit, you know, that, that got it. So it's taken me, if you take that 20 year time span, (laughs) it's taken me 18 (laughs) to get to the place where the beliefs were softened, if you will. And, and I was like more just accepting and realizing that this isn't my path and it's okay. And it has nothing to do with me being a bad science, just my journey. And what am I going to do with it now versus I suck at science. I don't
1: belong here. So with a, that's a huge thing for the audience, for me, for especially for you to have the awareness of. Okay. So in no way, shape or form, do we want the audience here to be listening and believe like it's going to take 18 years <laughs> to get something going. But this is big yeah. because this is emotional awareness. This is go back to January and re-listen to that month because <clears throat> we've talked about this before. Yes, it doesn't have to take anybody 18 years But it did basically take you 18 years to get to a place of, oh, these are the things I've been thinking and feeling around this topic. Let me soften those. And now you're in a pretty consistent place where you soften those quite often. And more and more things have been popping up on your radar in all sorts of regards to your yeah, career. not
0: necessarily grants, but yes. opportunity has it, been popping up like crazy. The
1: essence of yeah. things yeah. that don't have to be the exact thing you asked for but actually represent exactly what you wanted and more. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about here. Okay, so let me just go into my uh yeah. personal experience, okay? Because for me this is a this is a no-brainer, okay? Uh, My desire to be in the big leagues, you know, was set, uh, you know, when I was like 14 years old, okay, 13 or 14 years old, when I started playing baseball all year round. And I wanted to be a player, obviously, that whole time, but then that, that just didn't happen. That didn't work out. I started coaching professionally when I was like, I think, 24 or 25, right? But throughout the beginning, I'd say, six, seven, eight years of me being a professional pitching coach inside of a professional organization, I was always focused on the lack of, why I wasn't being noticed, why I wasn't being promoted, yada, yada, yada. Just the the old sad tale, feeling sorry for myself, I'm a victim, yada, yada, yada. Until I was able to understand that I had this desire in the big leagues and my belief slowly started to transform more about like, I didn't need to focus on it so much. I didn't have to make it such a big deal. It's like I was working every day in baseball. The universe already knows what I wanted. I knew what I wanted. I didn't have to keep writing it down on a piece of paper. I didn't have to keep screaming it at the top of my lungs, right? Mm-hmm. Once I started meditating on a consistent basis, once I started understanding and really practicing these universal laws and such, right? That's when my whole career shifted. I had this. I had. I did this talk. It was in two thousand and. 13 I think it was. It was after my first year with the Astros, okay? I was still in the rookie league level as a pitching coach, okay? I did this talk at this Texas Baseball Ranch, okay? And the talk my my talk was centered around success is rooted in emotion. And the talk was about do you have to have success before you can be confident? Because if you're waiting around for success to happen, before you can feel good about yourself and confident about yourself in your field, it might be a whole long time before you get this success, right? Mm-hmm. Now, does it? Is it a nice little relationship where you want to feel that confidence and then, man, you have a little bit of success and then you get more confident and then you have a little more success. It's There's a nice little give and go with that relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But I had this talk and it just so happened that the Cleveland, Cleveland Indians were in the uh, audience and the player director, the farm director at that time came up to me, and says, wow, Doug, really like that talk. Would you be able to give that talk with our organization? I said, well, I'm under contract with the Astros. I don't know if they'd allow me to, but if they if they would, sure, that'd be great. But anyways, fast forwarding later in that offseason. The Indians actually asked the Astros if I could be interviewed for a -A double-A position. I remember that. Okay. So for a double-A position, I'm in the rookie league. They asked me to go interview for double-A. Well, the Astros did them a couple better, and they made me a roving instructor, which now got me from rookie ball level to management, basically. I was roving for the Houston Astros in 2014, yeah. I jumped, you know, let's say in a linear pathway, right? I jumped like like six levels, Yeah. right? Well, that is something of huge, huge proportion in when we're talking about creating something in your life, manifesting something in your life. I had no idea that that was going to happen. All I was able to do... In that frame, you know, that time frame of you know the eight years or whatever is eventually sued myself in a way where I started believing that I was capable of something. And I just got off the topic, I didn't push so hard on it, yada yada yada. And then, short four years later, I was in the big leagues, you know. And again, from my path. There's no way you could put that on paper, but just like it took you 18 years to kind of get, to get that settled and softened. It took me eight years to really get it softened and finally get out of my own way. So that these are two huge personal experiences. And I hope the audience is listening, going, man, I don't want it to take me 18 years or eight years. And it doesn't have to, it does not have to, it does not have to, it does not have to. But if you have a desire and you're not aware of your beliefs around the desire, then yes, it might take 18 years or it might take eight years because
0: I didn't have the awareness at the time. It absolutely. But I'm living a totally different life that includes yoga and meditation. So it's like stuff sticks out like
1: a sore thumb. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And that's what we want to bring to the audience and that's what we bring to ourselves every day. It's not like we're just saying, this is it. Like we know this stuff, it's the end all be all deal. We're right. still practicing this stuff every day, especially me now shifting into other arenas. It's huge for me right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do you want? Do you have something else to say about this? Do you want to swing into now how, how we can bring this to a practical place for the audience?
0: Well, I think if you want to talk a little bit about the practicality of it, and maybe I can share, share a little bit of science potentially if it's a, if it's a fit.
1: Perfect. Okay. So first things first, how can someone come to know about their desires and the beliefs they have on it? Right. Like that relationship. Well, goes back to the month of January, emotional awareness, taking the time to sit and ask yourself the questions, Right. What are my desires and how do I feel about them? Yeah. That's a very simple uh, exercise and anyone can do it at any point in time. You could be laying in bed, prop yourself up on a pillow, have a nice cup of coffee next to you, right? Saturday morning, Sunday morning, all the kids, get them, get them out of your room, (laughs) close the door. Hey, what do I want from my life? What do I want in this regard? What do I want in this regard? Right? Yeah. Okay. And how do I really, truly feel about that? That is a great exercise. It takes a little amount of time. And it's, uh, I think it's eye opening for a lot of people when they do these things because you don't necessarily realize how you're thinking about that thing that you desire until you take a second to think about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So that'd be the first thing. Got to understand what your relationship is, desire to beliefs. Okay. So now, how can someone change their beliefs? on that desire, right? So if you're you're thinking about something you want, yeah, and you're realizing your belief around that is not up to par. It's not up to snuff. You're literally contradicting your desire, right? Yeah. Okay. So how can you change that belief? These are Better. the three things I have. One, we just talked about, know where you are, know how you're feeling, have that emotional awareness, right? Take the time for that. Second one, focus on the feeling place not the hows or the who's or the when's like like don't worry about how it's going to come who is it going to come through when is it going to come focus on the feeling place first of the desire like why do you have the desire in the first place yeah okay stay get lost in that for a little while like you want to like firm up that vibrational stance that emotional stance you want to firm that up so you're strong and secure and stable in that feeling place right then you want to know when to dip in and dip out and this is what i mean by that you want to know when's the time to think about this specific desire that you have and when it's not time to right because you can have those days where it's just, you're just not in that feeling place. You don't feel good about it. You don't know where it's going to come from, when it's going to come that kind of thing. And it's like, that ain't the time to focus on it. You got to distract yourself. You got to get off the desire, but know that when you come back into that better feeling place and you're, you're freaking screaming from the mountains, that's absolutely the time that you could focus on that desire that you want. And those are, that's a way to change those beliefs.
0: I mean, I think like, if you look at it from more, you know, you're backing up a little bit and more into a science perspective, like when we work with, you know, desires related to behaviors, you know, actual behaviors or things that people want to do or achieve is that, you know, first of all, knowing what those desires are, being very, very, very sure of like, what's the reason for your desire, right? So like, you can have a desire, like I want to have a million dollars, but what's the reason for the desire? You know, like that has, that, that's important because if it's to keep up with the Joneses, that's not a, that's not really necessarily, you know, a, a conducive place to be, to be doing that. Um, And, and we talk about it in behaviors in terms of like weight and exercise and not comparing ourselves to others, right? For, for good reasons. But the most important thing about that is like, um, achieving these things sometimes comes from our confidence in our ability to do them. So shifting our beliefs, let's say, might just come from the confidence in our ability to do that. So like um, what we know in science or what we know in, in theory is it's called the social cognitive theory. It's by Albert Bandura. It's like basic 101. And we know that you're more likely to do something or achieve something um, if you've got one of four things or some of four things, right? So, and we do this every day. So, so the first would be like mastering the experience. So this is the, the thing that I want to be able to do or or achieve or whatever, mastering it like, you know, one time a a part of it sometime giving yourself some ability to say oh oh this is cool i could do this um and also vicarious experiences so watching other people be excess- successful at it right so that's important um verbal persuasion so so having some type of persuasion by someone else telling you, yeah, you can do it. That's great. Which in our case, and what we're talking about here would be more about your own, your own self telling you that you can do it. Like you don't need an external person to tell you that it's the way you talk to yourself, your internal being right. Exactly. Um, And then your psychological responses to things, right? So if you're able to regulate your emotions and the way you respond in your emotional and mood states, the more success, the more likely you're able to achieve these things that you want to, which is the same thing that goes back to what you've been talking about. And what happens when you meditate, when you set up daily routines, is that you're able to regulate your emotions and you regulate your moods so that you're not reacting.
1: Um, so that's, let that, yeah, so anyway well, so yeah, but th- that's perfect. So let's just real quickly go through with those four things. Let's say with the NIH, with you, right? Okay. So the sure. first one is the, the mastery of experience. Like you wanted to, you knew you wanted an NIH grant for, let's say, cancer research because of how, you know, how important it was to you and how special it would be to you to practice those things in your life and have those experiences with other people. Right. Right. But in order to feel experience that, or no?
0: well, yeah. And in order to feel like I could achieve something like an NIH grant, and maybe, you know, achieving a smaller grant gives me that mastery of the experience of achieving a grant that makes got me believe, ch- starts to ch- shift my belief gotcha. that, oh, I could get it. I got this grant. Maybe I could get an NIH grant. So like or I get a good deal. score from yeah. reviewers. It's not fundable, but it's a score. And it's like, oh, I've been recognized. I got a score. I could got achieve you. this.
1: Okay. And yeah. then the vicarious experience would now be, oh, I've seen other friends or there. this is possible in the world. There have been a lot of people who've yeah. gotten NIA. Or, or
0: even if you want to do it more directly, it's like another woman who's working like crazy, has kids, you know kids, da, sure. and right. achieve something
1: like that. And so right? great. I've seen yeah. it. It's capable in this right. world for this to happen. Right. Right. And so what was the third one? So then it's like verbal persuasion. So
0: instead of somebody yourself, yeah, science says somebody should tell me that I'm doing a good job and I'm, I'm, I'm supported and whatever. And that's great. But really that's where that shifting of my, my mindset, my shifting of like, okay, this is my journey. I'm going to do it. Like that was my, that was my own inner thing that, that, that shifted. Yes.
1: We're, we're flipping that.
0: To right. direct
1: it where we're the ones who are responsible to ourselves.
0: We're responsible. That's yeah, for that.
1: our own verbal persuasion. Perfect. Right,
0: and then and then the psychological, last
1: one is, yeah. yeah,
0: psychological response is like reacting to situations in your response. It's like if I'm reacting and upset and da 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 da, it's like it's never going to help me in my quest to believe in myself, to change
1: the way I'm thinking about something to achieve my desire. Which is what I did for eight seasons. I reacted the same way every season when they said, you're not being promoted. And then finally, when I decided like, I got to let this thing go, I got to just enjoy where I'm at, get better as an individual, get better as a coach, things will happen my way when I can get out of my way, yada, yada, yada. And then boom, there it goes. And yeah. it happened very quickly. Same yeah. experience for you. Yeah. So that's perfect. I mean, that that's, that's, I, I feel like this is, we could kind of chill out right now. We're, we're good yeah, for yeah. today's podcast, but I, I just wanted to like, this is important to me. I feel for, for people to understand in their lives, you know, because we all want to, uh, succeed in life. And we all want to have the things we want in life, whether it's a million dollars or a home on the beach or a nice successful career in whatever endeavor you want to partake in. And so having that connection, that understanding of your relationship between your desire and your beliefs about that desire is one of the most uh, important things that you can do for yourself uh, while um working towards something in life. Okay. Yep. Jen, anything else you want to finish with here? We good. I don't think so. I think we're good. Okay. Well, thank you again, guys, for tuning in. Uh, we love you. We uh appreciate your part of the family. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. feel free to
0: send us comments about topics that you want to
1: hear. Yes. And before I was rudely interrupted, sorry, sorry. Please follow, subscribe and share and now jennifer what would you like to say
0: <laughs> share your in our in comments on instagram or where email us topics that you would like
1: okay and we we'll, we'll, we probably need to get a little more heavy in the social media game where that's what we do we we ask them okay people thanks very much enjoy your week see you next time